This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves, he's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either it works for me, just get a hold of me. And if you want more shows on a weekly basis, just go to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today and you'll get a bonus show every Thursday on the website for members only. So if that interests you, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com and become a member today. And listen, friends, there's a lot of crazy things happening right now in the news that I'm reading and stuff. And I'm thinking, holy crap, could we have a shortage in supplies? I think so, because most of our stuff comes from China and things are kind of getting weird. And so if you want to make sure you and your family are taken care of on the food front and survival front, go to preparewiththeconfessionals.com. That's preparewiththeconfessionals.com. And there you can get yourself emergency supply food, but also survival gear. Click around the website. There's a lot of great stuff that you as survivalists, you as campers, all that kind of stuff. We got it covered for you on preparewiththeconfessionals.com. And also, if you haven't done so yet, go to YouTube, look up The Confessionals and hit subscribe. We're uploading the archive of all the shows we've done on YouTube. And we are going to be releasing our new show, Legion of Legends, right there on The Confessionals YouTube channel, where I go out hunting for the legends that we've heard about on this show for years. I'm getting my hands 
dirty and getting in the mix and I'm going to be going out filming these locations. I got a couple cameramen that want to volunteer their time to film me when they can. And there will also be episodes where it's more action vloggy where I'm filming myself and Jack's filming himself and it's more of a YouTube-y feel. But there will be times that we'll have an actual cameraman knowing what he's doing with cameras following us around and making it more, I don't know, he's going to make me famous and make me look like I'm on the Discovery Channel or something. I don't know. It's going to be awesome, though. It's going to be a really cool show, Legion of Legends on YouTube. Just look up The Confessionals, hit subscribe, and when we drop those shows, it'll be right there waiting for you. Now, this week, we have a two-part show. We have Amber and Mark coming on the show, sharing their story. So let's get to it right now. All right, today we got Mark on the show. Mark, how you doing, man? How's it going, Tony, brother? Uh, man, I'm doing good, doing good. So, uh, Mark, you got some spooky stories for us? Because I don't show up for stories that aren't spooky. <laughs> First of all, before I get into anything, buddy, I'd like to say uh, the show is awesome. Great work. Uh, I run heavy equipment for a living, so it helps me get through my day. That's great, man. Um, so, Mark, you contact me. You're in Canada. And these things that happened to you, uh, it kind of circles around this house, but even before you were born. So from that point, can you draw the picture as to what is going on with this house? Who's Who experienced what? And what have you experienced throughout your life? Okay, so we'll start at the beginning. First off, I don't know if this has uh, anything to do with anything or if it's irrelevant or what, but um, my hometown in Newfoundland, uh, pretty much the whole town is built above a uh, Indian burial ground. Now, I don't know if that got anything to do with any of this. I just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, it usually does. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, way back before I was born, my uh, father, his um, dad built this house um, with his bare hands, whatever. And like uh, he grew up and a lot of stuff happened to him back then, even way before I was born. Uh so they'd be they'd be in the house. He'd be upstairs sleeping, and downstairs they had like a kind of a rec room, <clears throat> a little bit with a like a pool table and TV, or probably not TVs, but the pool table and stuff like that, probably projector. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he used to be upstairs in his room, and like he would uh, hear um, like people playing pool three thirty in the morning. Like you hear these pool balls going and stuff, like people breaking the triangle and all that stuff like that and all that kind of stuff went on little stuff anyway and then i one night he was upstairs and he come i don't know he heard some kind of uh, commotion going down on to go downstairs and this was like i said three between three and four in the morning and he, when he went downstairs all the cupboards were open in the kitchen and like if you looked in my my uh, grandparents uh, kitchen it's like a all china cabinets everywhere so it was like probably 20 different covers were open and when he turned the corner down at the bottom of the steps there was two wine glasses hovering on the table and when he turned they both dropped and they smashed so actually two of those stories are probably the only things that i can think of that i remember from him being in the house but um okay so we'll go into now like when i uh was born so like when i was born right away we not much stuff happened because we weren't by that house but around when i was seven years old we moved into this uh, big yellow house 
Um, it's called, we call them salt box houses. Anybody here that's from Newfoundland or back east will understand what I'm saying. They're, they're, they're pretty much uh, like a square, a big square house, like very old. And uh, my house was old in particular because it used to be an old train station. And the train tracks got taken out. And when the train tracks got taken out, they changed it into a house. So my parents bought that. And in this house, this is where stuff started happening to me. Um, it, it might have been a, not, I don't know, a couple months after living there. Um, uh, like 3 o'clock, three 3.30. Actually, before I keep going, I'm going to say everything that ever happened to me has been between 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock. Everything that's happened to you happened between three and four. So an hour time span on any given day is when things kick off. In the, in early in the morning, yes. Like, gotcha. you know, the devil's hour, as they would say. <laughs> but um, so anyway, at this house one night, um, I growing up, actually, before I start that, growing up, I, I dealt a lot. I had a very hard time with sleep paralysis. So sleep paralysis was a big deal in my life. Like, it, it affected me a lot like kind of a torturing thing actually but um so this started in this house but tony it wasn't like uh how they say sleep, sleep paralysis is like you know they say you can't move when you do it the difference between me i was able to move a bit so what would happen is i would be laying down i'd wake up or you know maybe off and on sleep and then once three o'clock come somewhere between three four all of a sudden i'd be laying there and my whole body would start shaking. And I just, I had no control over it. It would just shake. Almost like, you know, my conscience and my brain knew there was something going on, but me personally, I didn't. So I had no control. Everything would start shaking. And then I would start hearing a loud metallic humming noise in my ears. And it would get so loud that I would, I couldn't move my lower body, but I was able to move my arms and my head a little bit. Almost like gravity was full out on my lower body, but on top it wasn't as bad. And I was able to struggle a little bit. And I would pull the covers over my head because I was only young. And I would stay there and the noise would happen. And then all of a sudden I'd wake up. It'd be morning. You know, which makes no sense. I mean, who? how do you fall asleep with a big rocket like that? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of hard to. So anyway, that went on for a while. So there was one night. Uh, my mom, she was uh, sitting in the living room. Now, if I can just paint a picture for you in this old house that we lived in, uh, if you were to walk across the hallway and you would have to make a total 180 degrees to go up the stairs, there's a doorway on the right and it'd be opened. And if you were sitting in the couch in the living room, you'd be able to see through that doorway and see the stairs going up. Am I making sense? Yeah. Okay. So one night, she uh, was reading and she seen this black shadow bolt across the door and then go up the stairs. So, uh, you know, she ran up the stairs, coming to check. There was nothing going on. And we were, uh, you know, we were, me and my brother, we had bunk beds. We were laying in bed, obviously. So she didn't wake us up or nothing like that. And she went back downstairs. Later that night when she went to sleep, between three and four again, she was awakened by screaming. Not loud, but kind of like a struggle type of scream, you know? So she gets out of bed. She starts running toward her bedroom. And uh, she she looks in, and there's nothing going on. Nothing at all. You know, both of us are in bed in the bunk beds. We Everything looks fine. So in the morning, she asked us if we remembered anything. 
or like what was going on and we're, we didn't have a clue what she was talking about right so i mean yeah that's kind of weird but yeah i don't know i don't know I, so that's uh, that's pretty much the stories of dados so i guess now now we're going to get into the original house with a uh, that my uh, parents grew up in we're gonna get back into that house this is around now where we're gonna move right into there so we moved back in from there we moved back into uh, my dad's old house that he grew up in because uh, my grandmother just passed away or my grandfather sorry uh, she, he passed away and what we did was we moved in and we built her an apartment onto the house so all that happened we moved in you know months went by this uh, stuff is still happening to me like the the paralysis the loud noise in the ears all that stuff that's still going on so there was one night this was it was happening and i could feel it coming on and uh i'm struggling but every time this happened i'd always used to struggle to try to turn over because uh, the way i am i want to see what's going on you know, there's something happening. So I'm struggling and struggling. And I go to turn over. And when I turn over, I finally break it. I sit up in my bed and I look. And at the foot of my bed, I see, the, like, it, just imagine if uh, somebody was kneeling on their hands and knees on the end of your bed. And you see the imprints. So that's what I seen. And it backed off a couple of, I don't know, a couple of feet. And then. It went out my door. The reason I know it went out the door is because I had the door cracked a bit and I had a flag by the side of the door. And I can remember the flag and everything. It was a power slave flag by our maiden. And uh, yeah, when it the flag rippled and it went out, the door shut. Wow. So yeah, that, that you know, that was uh, pretty freaky. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> could you actually see the handprints like uh, yeah. fingers? Yeah. You could you could tell what it was like. I looked at it, and you could see two knee prints, and you could see you couldn't obviously it didn't look like it wasn't pure fingers. It was down on a sheet, right? But you could tell like the fingers, like the difference between the knees and the fingers, like what where the knees were. It was a circle, like a perfect circle almost, and then you could see where the hands were. It was wider and like you know, like a handprint more. Yeah, so that was pretty. Uh, that was pretty crazy. I don't know. I I never ever thought much about it. To be honest with you, I I always chalked it up with sleep paralysis. But to my understanding, from actually just listening to your show, I know that you're usually with actual sleep paralysis, you're not able to move. Yeah, usually. I mean, or at least most your body. Yeah. So like, it, like I could move. Like this wasn't uh, a thing where I was uh, stuck, paralyzed, anything. Like I was awake. All this, all of these uh, experiences, I was awake. And I was conscious and I was able to move. It was like I was fighting a gravity on me. So it's like a force was holding me down, right? Yeah, it's weird, man. That's not even the weirdest thing. That's like, so, I don't know, a few months after that, same thing happened. I'm laying in bed. It's 3.30 in the morning. And, uh, I don't know, sometime between 3 and 4. And the same thing happens, but I don't got the metallic noise in my ears this time. There's no noise. I'm just, uh, I start shaking and I'm waiting to hear the noise and I don't hear it. So I'm like, okay. So anyway, I'm, I'm struggling. I can move everything above my waist. I'm struggling and struggling and struggling. And I end up being able to uh, move over and I can crawl myself off the bed. 
I literally like turned, like I, I reached down on the floor and I was grabbing onto the bottom of the bed and I'm pulling myself down. And I wasn't fully on the ground, like on the floor, but I was almost there. And all of a sudden, everything just lifted and I stopped. But I had no control over nothing. I got out of bed and I stood up. Now, like I knew what was going on. Like I was totally conscious, but it, it wasn't like, a, I don't know, it's hard to explain it. It was like I didn't, um, like I didn't really, I wasn't aware of nothing. Like I, I didn't care what was happening, if that makes sense. I, like, uh, so anyway, I just got up and I started walking. Actually, probably the best way to put it is if you were sleepwalking, but you were totally aware that you were sleepwalking. So I walk out. And I walk across the hallway. My parents' bedroom's right across the hallway. So I walk over, and their door was open. And I literally stand in the doorway, and I stare into the room for five minutes. I'm standing there. And I don't know, like, I don't know why I did it. I was just standing there, right? And then all of a sudden, about five minutes past, I'm just standing there. I wake up in my bed. Okay, so that's not whatever. You know, I, I was like, okay, that was a dream. That's that's what I thought. Anyway, an hour later, we like we get up, we go to breakfast, and all that. Well, we're, I'm downstairs at the table eating breakfast with my parents, and my dad looked at me, and he said, "Mark, he said I had the craziest dream last night." And I'm like, uh, "Well, what was it?" And he said, "I dreamt that I woke up, and I looked over at our door, and I seen you standing up, and there was a big, huge black shadow standing up behind you." So. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even say anything to him, but I mean, I'm like, I know there's such thing as coincidences, but I don't know. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you think, Tony? <laughs> that doesn't seem like a coincidence to me, man. It seems like your dad thought he was dreaming, but did you ever tell him that you actually were there? Oh yeah. I actually, I, last week I called him to uh, talk to him about all this stuff to make sure I wasn't forgetting anything because I told him I was coming on this show. And like uh, me and him talked and everything like that. And we talked all about it. Yeah. yeah. So, oh man, did your dad, mom, anybody else have the level of experiences that you've had in that house? I wouldn't say like me and my dad and that experience, that was probably, probably the biggest. Well, actually there's a story that, comes toward the end that's pretty crazy but it, when it comes to seeing something between me and my dad that's probably the biggest uh, there was one time my mom said when she was growing up but this wasn't even this house she uh seen i uh, she was going to the washroom and she seen and she could see down in her into her parents room the washroom was right on the other side of the hallway and she seen this hand come out and it was waving her to come into the closet now that's oh. like, yeah I, that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know if they're not telling me other stuff, but, but you know, that's, I'm, I'm just telling you what I know. And yeah. So, well, that, that's scary. Now that's, yeah. that's scary. Yeah. And you know what? That's not the first time I heard that. I've heard a couple stories of people saying that they've woken up in the night and they see like a hand or some kind of thing guiding them to the closet saying, come here, come here. Yeah. So, no go. And like, let's, I'm, I'm just going to, my parents are skeptics. They don't, you know, so it's not like they want to make stuff up like this. Yeah. I mean, how, 
I, I mean, I don't understand how that's how that works or how that's possible. You know, if somebody sees what your mom saw, how can she remain a skeptic? Yeah, well, see, my mom is uh, super, she's really religious. So everything that happens that's unnatural, she just goes uh, the way of, you know, the good sign from God or something like, which is fine. That's, that's okay. Which we're going to get into a story like that. Like I told you, uh, the latest thing that I can tell you, yeah, it'll, that'll come into that like perspective, but okay. Yeah. So that was, that was, uh, I guess that would be pretty for me, I guess in that house, I guess. Uh, let me, uh, yeah, yeah. That'd, that'd be the last thing for me. Cause I, I moved out. I joined the military not long after that and I moved out and I moved away. Um, yeah. So I guess the next story would be, uh, so a couple of winters ago, they're still living in the house, by the way. To this day? Oh, yeah. Okay. They live there. Yeah. So a couple of winters ago, a couple of Christmases, actually. Um, actually, I should back up. Um, back in 2005, 2000, yeah, 2005, my grandmother on my mom's side passed away. So that's my other grandparents. Not the house we're living in, grandparents, but the other side. So she passed away. And... Um, Anyway, my mom was really uh, broken up about that. And there was some, I'm not sure what the connection was, but there was some kind of connection between her and butterflies. So I, whenever mom, my mom would see a butterfly come around, she would think that was a sign that her mom was looking over her. So there was a Christmas a couple of years ago where somebody bought my mother. It was a, a frame with a butterfly amulet inside the frame. So anyway, it was wrapped up underneath the tree. And uh, or actually, no, it wasn't wrapped up. It was just put underneath the tree. And um, anyway, they went out down to my godfather's house. They went down for the night, you know, Christmas Eve, all that stuff. And they come back and they find that the, the frame with the amulet is laying on a pillow on the couch where they didn't leave it. There was nobody in the house. And, but that's fine, whatever. You know, somebody might have forgotten that they put it there, you know. So they put it back underneath the tree. Then my uh, parents went downstairs, and my brother, they all went downstairs to my grandmother's apartment that we built on that house. They were down there for an hour, hour and a half. They come upstairs again, and the amulet, the little butterfly amulet, is outside of the box, and it's literally laying on the pillow. So they're like, okay, now, now they're starting to get a little freaked out, right? <laughs> but I, so they put it back, put it back again. Next day, when they wake up, they find the, the frame. It's now it's in the middle of the floor. So my dad, he, he got fed up. He said, he goes, uh, Francis, that's my mom's name. Uh, he says, wrap that up like a present. So we can stop this from moving around everywhere. So they wrapped it up. And in the morning, they got up next morning. They couldn't find it nowhere. The little butterfly amulet was out of the frame and they couldn't find it. So they couldn't find it for a whole week. One morning they get up, they come downstairs. My brother's stocking was right by, um, there's a fire. If you walk down our stairs from like my parents' stairs, right from the bedrooms and everything, there's a fireplace. So when, they walked down the stairs. My mom noticed. She looked into my brother's stocking was all the way close to the stairs. She looked in there. The amulet was put 
place in my brother's stocking. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So it moved around for a whole week. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm sitting here scratching my head and having all these things happen and the skepticism that's still there. Uh, I, I seems to me like it's more willful than anything. It's like choosing to be skeptic. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. And that was my point about uh, how she says she's a skeptic, but she can have all this stuff happen to her. And she, you know, she, she just, uh, she believes, I'll be honest with you. She believes that it's uh, her mom, but I don't know. But all the stuff that happened to me, you know, I, there, there's lots of stories, man, in that house, like, uh, stories of uh, when I used to, when I lived there still like stuff falling off the shelf when I'd be sitting in my room like there it's like the, the house the whole house is just a it was just a whole time of terror for me because I don't know if it was like that for anybody else like my brother never ever said nothing but the whole time for me like I don't know I barely got any sleep in that house because every time I slept I would have something waking me up or that paralysis with that loud noise in my ears or something right so i don't know what do you think tony <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to think man i i think i think that there's something to do with that indian burial ground that uh is hasn't been explored enough in thought yeah it could be man well a lot of people in my town um most people are native, right? But most people have native blood in them. They all have their native status. I know for a fact that, um, like, uh, natives, they don't like stuff being built on their burial grounds and stuff. I know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, who would, right? I mean, if you're dead, yeah. you don't want somebody building a house on top of you. But, like, he didn't know. But, like I said, we're, uh, the whole land is all native. I mean, who really knows what you're building on top of, right? Like, we have graveyards here that are... Uh, native graveyards and stuff that we don't touch but i mean if you have that do you really know where everything is buried you know what i mean yeah i mean it, it you're talking about centuries of death uh, you, you certainly don't know where everything's bur buried no for sure 100 percent. yeah do you yeah, guys, do you guys pretty... have uh like those indian burial grounds where it's like um it looks like mounds no, no nothing like that it's uh, just literally just like graveyards unmarked graveyards is mostly what it is there. Gotcha. Yeah. So all that stuff, man. So with the experiences that you've had, uh, to me, the most terrifying thing would be to see after being held down by an unseen force, seeing that said unseen force crawling off the bed only by seeing it, meaning the imprints it's leaving on the bed. That's terrifying. Yeah, it was it was very terrifying. How do you even sleep in that room again? <laughs> I don't know, man. Honestly, I was young. Like, I, uh, you know what? I, I was, uh, I knew I was. Honestly, it comes down to this. I, I knew I was about to join up in the military, in a couple of years. I guess I was just trying to act tough, to be honest with you. But I was feared inside, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But but I, like lots of nights too. I like I, I don't know, man. It, it, <sighs> When you're that young, how do you look? At, I don't. I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. <laughs> I, I, I won't say that I didn't sleep in uh, no fear. Like I was, uh, it was scary, man. Like, you know. But like I told you before, I started listening to your show. I kind of always uh, 
chopped all this up to be just kind of a sleep paralysis and whatever. But when I started listening to your show with different episodes, I was thinking to myself, like, okay, maybe it's time for me not to actually think that <laughs> there might have been something yeah. going on here. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, that's the thing. I think a lot of times people feel like they're alone in their experiences, and that's just not the case. I mean, yeah. if you just do the odds of things, um, there's seven and a half billion people in this world. If you're having some kind of weird paranormal type experience or just, you know, something that just seems off, uh, chances are somebody else has already experienced something like that. I mean, just the odds game. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, and that's why I, I'm glad that we have the show because it allows people to kind of kind of get the, that through their head where it's like, yeah, it's okay to have these experiences. I'm not crazy. Yeah, 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 for sure. And like my dad had these his whole life, but I mean, we only started talking about this. Actually, honestly, when I first started listening to your show a year and a half ago or something, and that's when we started piecing everything together and all that stuff, right? Besides like that time he told me like he dreamt that somebody was standing behind me, like a big shadow figure was standing behind me in the doorway, but I, I didn't tell him what I experienced that night. So, you know, there was no communication afterwards to that. So he really didn't know about that until recently because I, I didn't, I didn't say anything about it because I didn't want to see him crazy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I understand that. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, man, there's uh there's sometimes with these experiences, there's not a whole lot to understand as to why things are happening. But just for me, just my opinion, I, I think it probably has something to do with just location. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because when I like I when I left, like I never had nothing crazy happen to me on military bases or anything like that. Like when I moved away at first, not like I'm not in no more. But actually recently here now I've had one or two things happen to me in the last year, ever since my son's been born. So I'm wondering, like, is my son going to go through this too? Like, uh, I don't know mm. if it's something kind of connected to that or what, but there was a, one thing's actually pretty funny. And the, the other thing is, uh, yeah, pretty creepy. Um, we were uh, in our house now. My wife was out. And everything like that. I think my son was probably only eight or nine months at the time. He couldn't even walk at this point. Couldn't walk. He was just, you know. Um, so I was home and, uh, you know, he, I had to change his diaper. And uh, so I, I started changing his diaper and everything like that. And actually, it's funny because my dad was a witness to this. Because I was actually talking to him on the phone while I was doing this. And while I'm talking to him on the phone, I'm changing his diaper. You know, I take the diaper off, whatever, blah, blah, blah. When I, I put the diaper there, when I turn around, everything is clean. Like, it's like somebody did it for me. It's, it's pretty funny. That, that one's funny. You know? and like, my dad witnesses too. Because I'm talking to him like, whoa, like, what's going on here? You know? Yeah. So that one's pretty funny. But then the other thing, we were in my basement. And I... Uh, you know them uh, ball pits that you get for kids, like all them plastic balls and everything. Yeah, the different colors. So we were uh, downstairs playing with that. And my son, he loves throwing these around, making a huge mess. I'm sure everybody's kid does. So he's throwing these balls around, throwing them around, throwing them around. And he fires one underneath the, 
it's like a, I don't know how to explain it. I got like a, a TV unit that got like a taller bottom to it. So there's like a half a foot space underneath. And uh, he fires the ball underneath there. So anyway, about five or six seconds goes by. And all of a sudden the ball shoots back out. Right. Now, sure. I Like that could be a coincidence. Okay. The ball could have went under there. It could have came back out, whatever, roll back out. But I mean, it, it shot out like somebody threw it. So, like, I wouldn't even talk, like, I wouldn't even think there was something weird about that if I wouldn't experience everything I did in my life, you know? Right. And I can understand why you feel like this might be, or you're questioning at least, is this something that my son's going to have to go through as well? Um, And, you know, I don't know what you want to hear on that, but uh, it's not uncommon. Oh, I know. I've I've heard lots of your shows. I've heard it. I've, I've heard other people say it. Yeah. I, I I wish it wasn't like that. I wish there was a quick, not a quick, but I wish there was a definite answer as to how to stop generational curses, how to stop yeah. these things transferring to our children. Uh, but there isn't. The, you know, it, it happens. Uh, yeah. And so I, I, the best I can say is, you know, it's like, do the best you can to identify the situation either as it's happening or as it's getting ready to happen and be very open and willing to talk to your child and stuff. If they come to you saying they saw something, uh, you don't want them feeling like they they're crazy and they, they don't, they don't have anybody to talk to, you know, no, 100%. Like, um, if, if like, especially because I experienced that, right? Like I, I experienced all this stuff in this house that my parents did or my dad did when he was young. And I, like, you know, he never told me, never talked about it or nothing like that. And I guess it was kind of my fault too, because I didn't talk to him about it. So I suppose I can't really blame him for not telling, like, you know, kind of talking to me because I didn't tell him it was happening to me until later, you know, cause yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Cause I, I mean, I'm obviously in a different situation where I don't think I'm ever going to have to, uh, bring up the topic to my child or anything like that. I mean, it's kind of just part of the, the culture and environment in the house, you know? I mean, I have, uh, I have a picture that an artist did of me with, uh, like a ghoul alien, Bigfoot, and, uh, they're all surrounding me in this picture yeah, the one on your wallpaper there. Yeah. yeah 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 and so i have that framed in my office and my son sees it and he says daddy that's you yeah it's me and he points at the bigfoot and he says gorilla i was like yeah it's a bigfoot <laughs> and then you know he sees the other ghouly looking things the dog man and you know he just it doesn't scare him <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, 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 for sure. I, I'm just thinking, you know, as he gets older and stuff, it's not really going to have to be like, you know, me finding a way to talk to the kid about the stuff. I think he already, you know, sees enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's um, there was a uh, one thing happened to me and my dad not long ago, actually. Uh, I don't this guy. I don't think this has anything to do with anything that we talked about here, but I'll say it. I'll, I'll talk about it anyway. I. Uh, one night I was on the phone with him and uh, this was only, couldn't have been more than five months ago actually. And uh, we're talking and talking and all of a sudden I'm on my back porch and I see this big bright light, right? And all of a sudden the bright light, it just disappeared. It was in, in the sky. And 
my phone turns off. Now I had 80% battery. Phone cuts out. Everything cuts out. So I charge it. The phone charges back up. It's showing 80% battery again. Same thing. But an hour of my uh, like log or hour of anything that happened on my phone is totally erased. And it was erased on my dad's phone too. So that's, that's probably interesting. The, that's probably the most recent thing that happened to me. And I, I don't think that really got anything to do with what we talked about today, but it's, uh, it's definitely a weird thing too. It might not, it could have been a coincidence. Something might have happened with the phones and everything like that, but I just figured I'd mention it. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a coincidence. I, I, I mean, that's weird, man. Both you and your dad's phones were erased. Yeah. I, yeah. I wish, you know what? I, I know back when I, I first uh, sent the email to you, I seen that I could bring a like a, a secondary guest on. I asked my dad to come on because he can probably explain a lot of his stories better than I could, right? But he he, he didn't want to come on. He said no. I'm like, okay. But come he's pretty on, excited to hear the episode. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you, man, I, I think it's interesting. And um all right, let me ask you the traditional question I'll ask people when they tell me such things. Do you ever do you can you account for the time? I mean, is there at all any missing time at all from that experience? You know what? I, I I couldn't say because I didn't really, I didn't really go. I was kind of, it was kind of, I was sitting outside and I didn't go back in. There might've been, but I, you know what? I can't say I, no, I, I can't say I, I count. I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say I did because I'm not yeah. sure. Well, I mean, I just find it. I'm trying to find the reason why both your phones would be wiped. You know, it was so weird, man. Like I even we sent each other pictures, um, and he's like, "Me too." And all the logs, even other calls too, they were wiped. Like there was no record of anything I did on my phone for that whole hour. So I mean, what's your gut tell you about that whole thing? I mean, what do you, I mean? Obviously, you got to have some kind of opinion on it. Well, I guess personally, I think somebody didn't. How do I say this? Somebody didn't want to be revealed or something. I don't like. Is that the right way to say it? Like, I don't know. Um, okay, so are you thinking ET? Are you thinking governmental? I mean, I certainly, know, I think honestly. the government. I don't. I don't know. To be honest with you, I, maybe uh, it could be extraterrestrial, something like that. Maybe. I mean, what else would it be? <laughs> you know? Well, it could be. The, it could be your own government. I mean, honestly, could, I, could I think. Too, yeah. I think uh, our governments. And I know two different countries here, but I mean, I think our governments have technology that we can't even fathom yeah. I, I talked to an older man back uh it had to be two three years ago maybe longer i probably longer <laughs> and, uh, <Yeah>. and he <laughs> he owned a casket shop and uh i was delivering some stuff and he owned it we were talking and he was talking about the 60s being in the military this that and the other and he was an he was an engineer back then and he said the stuff that you're seeing that our military has today, he said he was part of the people, he was part of the groups of people who invented that stuff for the military back then. Okay. He, said, he said, we've had this for so long. And so I, I think when it comes to 2020, the technology that they have that they're just not telling us about, shoot, man, I think I think they got some serious stuff that we that if we knew about it, we would say that's magic. That's paranormal. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, and I didn't really want to get into it, but you talking about that. You know, I, like I said, I, I listened to the military um, and I was in for a few years and I got out 
and I actually have a ma- massive addiction for the army, for the military. I've I've seen how uh, people that they talk about that whole twenty and back stuff, how like uh, <clears throat> they felt as they were drawn to join the military, you know, and they start getting the memories of everything. Now I'm not gonna say that I think that's what happened because I have no memories and stuff like that, but I mean, is it is it all a big coincidence? You know, like you know, I was drawn there. That happened, this happened, everything. I don't know if it all goes together or what. I'm not sure. Well, when you say addiction, what do you mean? No, it's like I just feel like, how do I say it? I feel like uh, in my head, it's like, that's what I got to do. That's what I got to do. And ever since I got out, I've thought about it every day that it was like a mistake. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh, so what you're saying is it was a strong draw, but you really can't say that it was a paranormal type thing. No, exactly, exactly. I'm just saying, and I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that I think it, it's all connected. I'm just saying there was a very strong draw to it. I got you. Yeah, man, it's really interesting stuff. Really interesting stuff, and uh, I, I'm not sure what to make of the house. Uh, I, I wish your dad would have come on. That would have been fun. Have a, I tried, man. I tried. I tried. I really did. <laughs> it's all good, man. Uh, well, listen, man. I appreciate you coming on and sharing these stories. Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate you having me. All right, let's take a break right now and talk about our sponsor, Simply Safe. Listen, guys, if you want to feel like you did when you were a kid, tucked in bed at night, feeling safe and secure, you need to have a home security system on your home to make sure that when your eyes are closed, your house is awake and alert. And that's why we do Simply Safe as a sponsor for this show. My dad was over at my house. We were talking about Simply Safe right here in the studio. And again, he said to me, if I was still installing security cameras for unnamed company, I'd be out of a job right now because of the quality that Simply Safe offers, plus the convenience that you can actually set it up yourself. And listen, before you even get it and you have to set it up, it only takes about two minutes to customize the system on their website, which is simplysafe.com slash confessionals. You just go there, you pick out what you want for your home, you customize it, and it comes to your house in a beautiful box. And literally in 30 minutes to maybe an hour, if you have a huge home or you're a little slow like me, you can get yourself a home security system. Whether you're a homeowner or you rent an apartment or you rent a home, you can put Simply Safe in that home yourself. And it's very, very friendly to your budget. It's not a super duper expensive system to put in, but it will do the job that these top tier companies that say you have to do a billion different things with your money to make sure you get what you want, not with Simply Safe. They take care of you on a budget friendly basis. And all you got to do to learn more about how Simply Safe can help protect you and your family, visit simplysafe.com slash confessionals today to customize your system and get a free security kit camera. You also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. That's simplysafe.com slash confessionals. Get that free camera and get that home security secure for you and your family. Amber, how you doing? 
I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. So, uh, Amber, you and I communicated and uh, we were supposed to do this interview last weekend, but we had to reschedule. Thank you for rescheduling. And uh, you're the first person that I can remember, at least, that has emailed the show about anything to do with cattle mutilations. And uh, from what I understand, you actually live in the area, at least general area of these mutilations happening. Uh, You've had other weird kind of crazy experiences in the area as well. Uh, let's start off with the cattle mutilation stuff. What kind of things have you heard about and, you know, maybe experienced? What, what's going on out there? Okay, so we have this new guest ranch that was just uh, developed, I want to say about four or five years ago. Um, so, and it's it's up in the Sylvie's Valley, which is probably, I want to say it's about 35, 40 miles from where I live. But anyways, they had five of their Angus bulls that were um, that were mutilated. So what? Then they're out in remote areas. So most of the mutilations that happened on within the last year, there's been you know one over by Deschutes County, and then one just recently in Gillum County, which is um, up by Fossil, which was just last month. So the same things are being uh, took in, like whether it's um, genitals. Um, udders from the cows, their hearts, but there's no blood, no footprints, um, you know, and to get to some of these remote areas where these cows are being found, they're like four hours in by say ATV and there's no, there's no tracks from like vehicles or anything. And they're, they're so far out that to have like, um, veterinary, a veteran come out, the, a veterinarian, excuse me, come out there. Um, they can't get pull any blood or anything from these cattle. So I just thought it was I just thought it was weird, you know, because they still don't. It's still an ongoing investigation. Yeah, with these cattle mutilations and stuff. I mean, there's a lot of theories about it and stuff. I think probably the most common, popular theory is that there's some kind of um, alien, yeah, alien <laughs> extraterrestrial. Uh, what do you think? I mean, you're kind of in the area. Do people even talk about this commonly or no? You know, it's been in our local newspaper. Um, it was just in our local newspaper, I want to say, the week week ago. Um, you know, they haven't really <clears throat> said, pointed the finger at aliens. They're not, you know. Um, but one of the, you know, it has happened in the fossil area. Um, one of the ranchers that just recently um, uh, had had twenty um, had had it happen, and it happened in that area 20, 20 years ago. So it's not something new per se. And there was still, you know, there were, they didn't know what was going on 20 years ago either. So there was a, there was a down period though, right? I mean, there was a period where this wasn't happening. So it seems to be upticking again. Well, it's really weird because I've lived here. I've lived here 22 years and uh, just last year is the first time I've ever heard about it. I, you know, I've heard about it like on weird on you know when i'm when i was a kid watching you know unsolved mysteries and stuff stuff like that but not locally yeah i wonder you know i I would like to see if there is any um things that have typically happened after these mutilations started up you know back in the day and uh see if the similar things happen now you know because there's got to be a correlation i would think and uh you know i don't know you know some people suggest that this is you know the government you know, practicing their, you know, weapons on the animals, things like that. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but it's very strange. And you've had strange experiences in this area, right? Oh, I have. Um, I have uh, seen like uh, 
weird stuff in the sky, you know, it's like be looking up the night sky and have, you know, you see the usual satellite and they're just on a, just on a straight course of where they're going. But, you know, from, a, it's like a star, but it jumps around, you know? Uh, yeah. So, and also, um, we've had been out camping and had something fly over our camp and it was soundless. And, um, there was big lights in a, in the shape of, I'd say a triangle and it went really slow and just lit up our whole camp. And we all sat there and looked at it like, what the hell? And, um, uh, it, but it didn't have any sound it just, and then it was gone. So there was no sound. It, it, I mean, it just, I'm assuming it moved slow. That's what I'm picturing in my head. Yeah. It just hovered. It just hovered right above our camp. And this was like, I want to say it was about, Oh, 15, 16 years ago. You know, we were all, you know, we just all kind of like, well, that was weird, you know, but, it was night and it just lit up our camp and it was above the trees. Cause we, you know, where we live, it's, you know, it's forest. So yeah, it just went really slow and then pretty soon it was gone. So there's, there's weird stuff. I've had weird stuff happen to me here, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't, you know, I just, weird stuff happens. Yeah. I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say so. I mean, uh, the, anomaly lights in the sky i mean i think they're strange probably more common than people realize but strange nonetheless because we don't know what they are and uh you know if you want to feel good at night you probably want to believe it's just some kind of government thing or just something you I just don't even, well i don't even even if it's government thing that doesn't make me feel good you know <laughs> i must rather have aliens than weird government stuff yeah but. you know that's probably <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> that's a good point uh i don't i don't have right. a whole lot of trust in and uh the government so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i know one of the write-ups in the newspaper they thought that you know they they're trying to grasp at, at what could be doing this and they thought that maybe it was you know somebody had a blow dart and they thought they had they had found some feathers you know and they this tracker because so, so one of the ranchers hired a tracker to come in and, and, and track to see if they could find any tracks he can find anything um but he did find these feathers that he thought was maybe somebody or you know could have made some blow dart uh because they could there's no bullet wounds there's no there's nothing they don't have any idea how these cows are killed so there's you know there's a you know 800 pound animal 900 pound animal that's being killed but how you know all of a sudden they're just laying there you know and the, the recent one was like it was up on its it wasn't laying on its side or anything. It was like, it was just kind of bent at the knee, like laying on its, laying on its legs, you know, like it's sitting up. So yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, and I was going to say, being a, you know, when you hunt something, usually, you know, you lay it on its side after, you know, whether you're going to gut it that during that time or do anything to it, you know, being, you know, I mean, that's, you don't have them sitting up. So yeah, weird. Yeah, it is, it's weird, and and isn't it like Oregon is really kind of well known for these kind of things? It doesn't really happen everywhere, right? Um, it you know it has happened everywhere. I was looking at it; that it has happened all over, all over the United States and other places. So it's something that's you know, and it's like it seems like for the last fifty years, you know, I was reading that it's been common, you know, like even in you know, like Texas, I think. And in that region down there, so. Oh, wow. I didn't, re I didn't realize it was happening that far out. And so I just thought it was more of a specific, uh, a Pacific Northwest 
but if it's going to Texas, then my goodness. No, t- yeah, Google. I don't. I don't exactly remember um, how many other states and how, but it's 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 because I remember remember I remember seeing it on a show when I was a kid about cattle mutilations and the same thing. They just take like their you know their tongue. Their I don't know why they take their reproductive organs, but they do. And then you know like their udders and you know penises and stuff and um uh sometimes a heart so it's been different here you know in my area at sylvie's they only took a certain amount of things but then up in fossil uh they took a little bit more you know where they took even lips and stuff like that but you know there's no footprints or no and the animal doesn't even thrash around there's no sign of the animal you know thrashing around if some you know they're going to if somebody's gonna yeah so i don't know you know if it was uh man doing this like say you know some kind of top secret government what would be the reason for it and the only thing i can think of is cloning or something like needing animal parts or something i don't know it's really weird i did find that picture that you were referencing about the uh the cow just kind of it's like it's laying down on its like it just laid down there and its head right. its head still like up in the air it's not even resting it anywhere it is it's really and that's weird. the one that was in fossil so the other ones they're all laying on their side if you view the other photos <clears throat> they're all laying, mostly laying on their side and um the weird thing is is that there's no blood and some of the cows don't are drained i mean i work for a funeral home and i know you know with us a person once we die that blood settles you know gravity takes hold so you know um it's really important like if if somebody gets in a car wreck or if there's a person that we need to pull tox screens on we have to pull those tox screens we want to as soon as possible because that blood coagulates and then just you know gravity takes hold so yeah they can't even pull and you know they don't have some of them don't have blood or anything in them so and i don't it's so weird is you know things bleed you know animals humans we bleed so you know whether it's poison do they poison them i don't know yeah it's it is really interesting and i I don't know either it's this is something that's been going on for a long time and and we don't really have any answers to it Uh, and i think the longer it goes on the the more the alien connection seems to be legit (laughs) even more even more so now with the government coming out saying yeah we have crafts that are are made from other outside this earth when they say when the government's saying that it's like okay well maybe the aliens are mutilating the cattle too that's actually ironically the, the simplest answer right and that's i remember you know when i was a kid when i first heard about this um that's what the thing was you know was it the it was the conspiracy was it the aliens or aliens doing it you know kind of like the chupacabra down in texas and you know in um new mexico and mexico and stuff you know so i don't know it's it's weird. I don't see how a person could get out there because we all leave footprints, you know. I don't see how they're being, you know, are they poisoning them? But where's, yeah, why do you need those parts? You know, if I'm going to, I mean, I don't kill cattle, but if I was going to kill, kill cattle, you know, if I needed anything, it'd definitely be the meat, not the you know, undesirable parts. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's it's a lot of cattle. I mean, why why don't we just see a bunch of different random animals having this done to him why does it seem to be i mean i i think that there have been other animals but i mean you don't you don't see nearly as much yeah it's it's, 
it's mostly cattle and it's it's just i don't know it's very interesting it is makes me want to do a little bit more research it's yeah because it's i don't you know and it's around my area you know it's not you know it's all these places are very familiar but what i you know like i said what i find really weird is that if a person because i'm back to a person you know these cattle are so far in so remote you know out there on ranches, I mean, some of these ranchers don't see, they don't see their cows every day, you know, cause they're so spread out during the, you know, when they're out there in the summer and stuff. So, you know, to get a person to get in there that far back, you know, it's, I mean, four hours on a dirt road is, is takes for, that's forever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, to get back in. Yeah. They'd have to leave some type of footprints or they'd have to at least, because they at least have to be in there to see what the ca- cattle do back. I mean, are they watch watching them, you know, or are they just sneaking? I mean, you can't really sneak up on them. I don't know. I live around cows. So, you know, I can imagine going out there sneaking, you know, being a person, really. Yeah, I, I, man, it'd be... It'd be really interesting to catch one of these things uh, on like a trail cam or something doing it. I don't think we ever will, but it, it just, man, because I, I don't know. I just, I would love to know what's doing these. Right. It's, it's the, it's the unexplained. Yeah. Cause I, you know, like I said, it's weird. I know that the, the ranchers are, you know, they're hiring extra men to be out there, you know, um, kind of like, sheep herders i mean because we still have ads in the newspaper here or at at our unemployment office for sheep herders so you know but they're having cowboys go out and be out there with these cattle um and also you know they're you know they always have their their rifles with them you know so that would be weird you know i just i couldn't imagine you know i don't know if anybody's putting trail cams or not but you know there's a lot of trail cams in this area to be in use i know that yeah so you, I, I'm not sure if this is the same area or what, but you said that there was, you had gotten coaxed up in the mountainside once and you thought it was somebody, but it, that person wasn't there, it turns out. So, uh, that, that incident happened. We were out for a drive. Um, we had something go wrong with the vehicle and it was, um, in this area, um, up, Oh, it's, you go up Fields Creek and then it turns into Murders Creek. Well, we had pulled off alongside the creek and um, he was just going to fix it, you know, no problem. and just be an easy fix, you know. So as I was waiting around, you know, I thought I'd, you know, I'd just walk around and I crossed the road and headed up the hill. And, you know, I was just kind of just, you know, it was, it was early spring, I want to say. It was still, it was still cold out. I had a sweater and stuff, so a, you know, uh, like a hoodie sweater on a bigger sweater. And I was just kind of walking around up there. And of course there's, there's, you know, juniper trees, pine trees, fir trees. So it's in the mountains, bushes and stuff. And, um, I had heard somebody, and I, I thought I heard, it sounded like people talking and I was like, what, you know, and it was my, my, so it was my, uh, ex-husband actually that was working on the vehicle and he was wearing a black, he was wearing a black Carhartt jacket. And I looked over and I saw, a, he's a, he was a bigger man, you know, and um, I looked over and I was like, what do you, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I thought he was just joking around with me. So I started walking that way, you know, it wasn't, we always would, you know, go for walks and stuff. So I started walking um, over that way, you know, and um, I got to, to where I saw, it was, it was, there was trees and bushes and stuff. And I, I got to where uh, I saw him and he wasn't there. 
I was like, well, whatever, you know. And uh, so I just can continued walking and and heading heading up. And then pretty soon, um, I heard talking again. It was really weird. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I looked up and I, it through the like through the bushes again on the other side of these trees. I could see this black, you know, like I thought it was this black goat, you know. Um, it was like, wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't, don't want to say it was a silhouette. It was just like, if somebody was standing on the other side of the bushes, you know, that's what it looked like. And I was like, what are you doing? Talking to him. I was like, what are you doing? I can see you. I'm like, come on. I'm not going to follow you all. Cause it, we, I got pretty far up there. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to follow you all the way up here. And enough where this went on enough where I got, I was getting pissed. I was like, you know, screw it. I'm going back down. You know, I'm not, you know, put me in a jerk. Um, when I got back down there, he was still working on the vehicle. So, you know, and I was totally talking, you know, thought it was him. Um, it was very, very bizarre. Uh, I couldn't make out what was being said, but I thought it was him just, you know, messing with me, you know? Yeah. I don't, yeah. And when I got back down there, uh, he was still working on the vehicle. I didn't, I was like, you know, it was really weird. He couldn't have beat me back down. There's no way. And, you know, cause yeah, it was, it was just, I didn't really say much about it, you know, cause he would have thought I was nuts, but yeah. So what do you think it was? I, um, I want to almost say that I think it could have been Sasquatch or something. Um, that I feel that, um, because just recently somebody had mentioned, um, in Murder's Creek, which is 15 miles from that place. Um, I always felt weird there too. Cause I, we've been there before just, you know, I've all, I always felt weird in that area, but, um, just sorry to change the subject real quick, but I'm um, just at Murder's Creek about 15 miles away. Uh, somebody had, had seen five people had seen a Sas- Sasquatch come up out of the creek. And they just uh, um, had talked to, uh, it was on Wes Germer's blog. And I was like, hey, but I think it was, I, I think it was Sasquatch. Um, I've, and I've been hunting uh, about 40 miles from that area. I'd say about 30 miles if the, as the crow flies and had some weird experiences of hunting also. So, and that's when I first thought, you know, what the heck? I mean. That's what I was first thinking, Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Everything kind of all come together, you know? There's all these weird stuff that people just blow off, like, oh, that was weird. You know, could it be this one, this one, you know, thing? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> if you're mistaking something out in the woods as a person, and I think you said a black Carhartt uh, coat, uh, you know. <laughs> right, it's and that's what, whole... it, you know. <laughs> it was so weird and I didn't think of anything. I just thought it was cause I, you know, I believe in paranormal. I believe in ghosts. I seen ghosts when I was a little kid, you know, um, I remember, you know, I've seen stuff like that. So, you know, um, I'm, I, it just, it, I didn't find it too bizarre, but I just, you know, was thought, Oh, well, that was weird. You know, of course I went home straight home and told my mom, She's like, oh, that's weird. And that's why I call it Trippy Creek is because weird stuff like that happens there, you know, and that's what I felt like I was just being coaxed up further and further, you know, because I get to the place where I saw him 
which I thought, see, still, you know, thought it was him. And then he'd be up further or over, for, and it was just, you know, and I finally just, just got pissed and was like, I'm not doing this. But yeah, so there's a bunch of, it's just in this area, there's just a bunch of weird stuff that happened in the John Day Valley. I don't, you know. Um, yeah, and one of the things that you mentioned in the email that was strange was, I guess, you are. do you work for, uh, uh, what do you call it, search and rescue? Well, no, um, I, I work for the funeral home, so. I got you. Um, yeah, so I do any type of recoveries. If anybody passes away in Grant County, um, I get called in and I go and pick up the body. So um, I'm, I, I know what you're referring to. That gentleman, was he went to go on an all-night hike. Uh, it was January, February. It was cold still. Well, he had froze to death. Um, they, look, they looked for him for two days, and it was up there in that fields creek, up there where Chirpy Creek, uh, in that area. And he walked, the strange thing is, is he walked in circles up there. And all he had to do was just go head straight back down. You can, you know, um, you you can either go up because the valley, the valley is so big that you can, you know, you you know your way back down. But um, search and rescue, rescue, yeah, he just walked in circles, and then, you know, they finally found him frozen. But um, I just don't understand why he didn't head back down instead of walking in circles. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that kind of has uh, a missing four one one vibe to it, right? Really weird. Yeah, yeah, and that was, and that that happened in uh, the Fields Creek area the same area that you know happened what i you know where i was and he even took public transportation to get up there he took public transportation up there to walk around in circles well he's he, that's his thing he was gonna go um go on and over he just we have a lot of people men women they come here you know they um they like they like to get out there go camping go hiking whether it's winter or whatever so um that's that's that was his plan. He took public transportation to Fields Creek, and then he hiked in there and was going to stay the night and hike back out. He never did. Yeah, and you know to hike in there, you know you just hike back down. You know you hike up, you hike back down if you want back down to civilization or you know <laughs> to people to the highway to farms to ranches. You know, so I don't know how he got up there and just walked around in circles and ended up frozen when he could have easily went right back down the way he came. So that's real, you know, I find that really, really weird because if you were to see the terrain of uh, Fields Creek and stuff, you, it's up or down. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I thought that was bizarre because, you know, you just, why would he just walk around in circles up there? Yeah. And it's like he got disoriented somehow, you know, and just walked around in circles. Uh, right. Very. <laughs> It's scary to think about because I mean you know he didn't go out there to think to to do that. So what caused him to be so disoriented that he walked around in circles? And uh, I hope you I know. Just and I can't see. I working in my profession. Usually when we pull talk screens, I pull the talk screens, but I do not get to see the outcomes of those. So you know I don't get to see whether he was under the influence of any type of narcotics or or anything like that, you know? So I don't know. And I, he, the town's small enough that you pretty much know who, you know, you know who, who is, <laughs> you know, the ones that are, in, that are hooked up in methamphetamine and, you know, you know, those people around here because the town, I think we only have like less than 1800 people in the town of John Day. Yes. Yeah, so that's not, that's not that many. No. 
no so so when somebody does something weird you know you'd be like oh yeah that person's all messed up or something that's probably (laughs) (laughs) but you know this individual you know no i didn't think that he yeah so that was weird i just thought it was weird because i had just have having you know stuff happened to me weird situations up there and every time i went up to fields creek when i first went up there i remember i always felt weird felt weird there like almost like a a watch somebody's watching you vibe type you're not alone feeling up there so you know it was a nice place to be you know real thick wooded you know on one side of you know yeah but you always get that weird feeling up there so and then you know i guess well, um, years ago, the reason why they got the Murders Creek is because the Indian, there was a bunch of slaughtered Indians up there years and years ago, back in, you know, in settlement times and stuff. So it's kind of that area's had a weird, had a weird vibe always, I suppose, if something like that's going to happen. I don't know. Cursed grounds. <laughs> right? so. I have no idea. I just think it's weird. I just think that weird stuff happens and it's, you know, I, you know, there's no explanation really. Yeah. And, you know, to think that, I mean, to think that actually if there was a Bigfoot or anything like that, that just, you know, I don't know. That'll just, that's mine. Just everything else that you thought was never real was probably real, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of strange things out in the woods. And I I know to wrap this email up that you sent, you had mentioned about uh, I don't know if you were hunting or somebody was hunting and hearing that banshee sound scream. What happened there? Oh, that was me. That was me. And I was hunting. Um, I was elk hunting. It was, you know, uh, we tracked elk all week. And that was one of like, I, one of the best draws that I could, I could have drew that year for as for filling a tag. Pretty excited about that hunt. Usually everybody came home. I mean, it's a successful area unit to hunt most, you know, eight times out of 10. So I was really excited to get that unit. And, um, you know, we hunted hard, really hard that nine days that I was there. I saw maybe two, three camps with, you know, with any, you know, with, uh, anything hanging in their camp as per elk. And, um, so my, my buddy had dropped me off. I was going to walk into, uh, I was walking to walk in. Um, I had to walk about two and a half football fields in three football fields in, and he, I dropped him off at the top and what he was going to do, he was going to run him down, hunt down to me. And, um, so I was, as I was following this creek bed in, um, you know, and there wasn't very many people out there either, you know, so I wasn't, it was, my tracks were the only thing going in, in the snow. Cause it was, it was a November hunt. So as I was following this, this creek bed, I all of a sudden heard these puppies. It was like a puppy, you know, I don't know if you have familiar, if you put a puppy in like a kennel and, or in the bathroom, cause you got to go somewhere out, you know, just where it just starts doing that yiping and you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, puppies. Yeah. So it was, I was like, and I stopped and I was thinking, what the hell is this puppy? Who, you know, I was thinking who would have dropped, how did this puppy get all the way up here? And it was the sound I was hearing was coming from down in the creek bed. And once you got down to the creek bed, there was like, it was pretty you know, really thick with timber, down timber, you know, there was, you know, so, you, and it was kind of dark in there, so you can really see, and I was thinking to myself, you know, and I started down there, you know, I started, I was 
turned actually turned around and got closer and started to walk down there just you know and then i got this weird my just everything just kind of smelled my hair just stood up on my arms the back of my head was like a weird feeling it's like no you know don't go down there <laughs> you know just don't go down there and so i turned around and i continued and i was like headed to my stand you know i'm gonna gotta hike in there anyways you know and then i got about 30 40 feet away from that sound and i heard this just it was like it went started really low like a and then it just got louder and louder and louder and like i it was it was really weird it was a weird sound um i never heard that sound before and it was loud it was so loud i even asked my my hunting buddy when he got back down to me i was like did you hear that sound he's because you know we were in this like canyon you know he was hunting down to me and uh um he didn't hear it i don't know how he could not have heard it because it was it was that loud to me and I was, you know, I never, I never, I never hunt with, um, a bullet in my chamber, you know, I always make sure that it's not, you know, my gun's not loaded, you know, and I prepare for the hunt. Um, I, as soon as I heard that, man, I, I chambered a bullet right then and there. And <laughs> I was like, what the hell was that? Because, you know, it was like that puppy, it was really weird. Like, you know, I was like, oh, puppy, you know, why is it up here? I was concerned. And then I just got that freaky feeling that that's, you know, don't go down there. And yeah. And then I was like, it was so loud. It was, it was weird. It was the weirdest sound I've ever heard. And, you know, and my friend, he's, he hikes that area, horn, you know, horn hunts and stuff. And I've, I asked him, you know, afterwards, after we're sitting in camp, I was like, have you ever seen anything weird up here? And he's like, what are you talking about? He just thought I was, yeah, he was like, have another beer, Amber. And, you know, we weren't even drinking. He just looked at me weird. He's like, what are you talking about, like Bigfoot? I'm like, well, I don't know. And he, you know, he just basically thought I was an idiot. He was like, no, there's no freaking thing, you know, no Bigfoot. But I was like, I don't know. And that's what, that's what got me thinking about all these other times was then. And this happened like in 2017. That's when I started you know, because I was like, wasn't, I was like, yeah, Bigfoot, you know, whatever. But that was when I started thinking about, well, what about this? You know, everything just kind of came together. You know, these other things. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be chambering a bullet too. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> right. Well, and you know, it was just me. So, you know, and I still had to hike in about, I still had to go hike in about another football field in length. You know, along this creek, I'm thinking, oh my goodness. Yeah. So, but, you know, I just, it, even walking back, you know, I just kind of, because I had to walk, we had to walk right back, back past, the, past there. And there was no, nothing. There was no puppy sound. There was nothing. And there's no footprints, no other footprints. But I didn't go down in the trees either. Well, yeah, that's a little freaky. That's a little freaky. <laughs> a little distracting yeah, from is, the hunt. <laughs> Right. And then even so we're sitting back at our trailer that, you know, through that, through that whole time we were there, I always had like, the, you know, at night, it just was creepy. Like there was, you know, like something watching you from the out, you know, when you look out your window and it's dark out there, you just got that eerie feeling. What if somebody's looking back 
type of thing. But even up there, that's how I felt. There's a lot of weird things that happened out there out there in your area. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I don't know if it's... No, I mean, logging is pretty popular out there. I mean, I know here in Pennsylvania, they chopped the trees down 200 years ago. So everything that we have is like new growth and uh, right. considered new growth in the grand scheme of time. And I think that has a ha, that plays a role into uh, people's experiences. But I, there's a lot of old forests out where you're at, a lot. There is, and that's, you know, uh, there's... A, there's a lot of old timber. There's a lot of old places, you, you know, like um, not to say like historical spots, you know, where weird stuff has happened. You know, we even have, I mean, at our cemetery, they we have where the whores and, and that's what they called them on the, on the little sign that you read. This is where the whores and the, the horse thieves are buried, you know? So we're way back. We're like, what the way they call it over here? Um, like, <laughs> Uh, oh, I for our legislature calls us. We have a certain name because we're so far out, like rural. You know, they call it uh, the frontier. They call it Frontier, Oregon. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Sounds like a place you don't have nine one one. Oh, we do, we do. We have some data. We have, you know, we have state, city, and county in our little town for police, and you know, I, and they all do a pretty damn good job. They're not, you know. They're all nice guys. Well, so. it's easy to do a good job with a small population, so. <laughs> right? With that many, with that many, yeah, with that many police officers, also, because like I said, we have state, city, and and sheriff department, also. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, Amber, thanks for sharing these these stories with me. Yeah, I'm really yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. It was it was just some bizarre stuff, and I'm interested to see what this other you know, since there's others that are talking about murders crick and you know what comes to play in that and also the the cow mutilations well that's the show everybody i really hope you enjoyed it if you did enjoy it please share the show with your friends i don't care where or how you share the show just share the show if you freaking enjoyed it because that's the best thing you could do to help me grow this show is just share it with your friends family i don't care text it to everybody in your contacts I'm good with that kind of action. And if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, The Confessionals, and also check out Hammer Lane Legends. It's the podcast I do with my dad, Hammer Lane Legends. You can find it on any podcast playing app and on YouTube. So go check that out as well. And until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye. I'm just feeling probably like you. I'm just drifting, probably right beside you. All the abyss, control from afar. What did we miss? Now we're left with the scars. We love the lows, but hate the highs. Is the other side of the sun. With all this glow, it's hard to hide. Bright is bright. We love the lows, but hate the highs. Is the other side of the sun. The dark is hard to find. Is Everybody wanna preach a happy median. I see they dopamine fix come from media. Now your spirit getting booked on Expedia. So search a light long island medium. I should have been taught. Sleepwalk through life, but being woke is an insult. They should have been caught. They wanna slut it in fear by trying to nuts on the asphalt. We love the lows, but hate the highs. Here's the other side of the sun. With all this glow, it's hard to hide. It is bright. We love the
the lows, but ain't the high Is the other side of the sun Thought is dark, it's hard to find bright, is proud Masking from elites God is attaching what is free Now we're rationing our needs For our souls Yeah Fasting from belief, the smell of sharpies, right the streets, looting liabilities like it's gold. Atomic number 79, Gucci, Prada, Jordan High. Sniff that line, it's on the house, till your soul. The ones that keep us locked for the felony time, or the ones that fund the dollars for the BLM sign. Y'all ain't really doing what y'all supposed to, y'all just follow suit like the rest do. Father's glow was hard to hide. 